before the season even started, I knew Duvall was going to be back on our team somehow, some way. I just knew it. Mike Trout might be one of the safest bets in history, to be honest. As soon as that happened, it's like Javante Davis turned a switch and he went into kill mode. And Terrence Crawford, um, there's an argument that he might be the most feared man in boxing right now. Not really seeing many names stepping up, calling him out. If the MLB doesn't do something about it soon, uh, we could potentially be looking at another, maybe like a mini steroid era scandal on the MLB. Welcome to the All Takes No Whiffs podcast. Here are your hosts, Christian and A. Hindi. Welcome back to another episode of the All Takes No Whiffs podcast. I'm Alex, that's Christian, and we're back with another great episode this week. But before we get started... Make sure y'all hit that like button, make sure you subscribe, and make sure you hit that bell to turn on notifications so you know when we post new content. But to get on what we're talking about this week, Aaron Judge is the new AL home run king, passes Roger Maris this week, and boy, did it come close. He only had one more game to do it, but he got it. We're also going to be uh, giving our predictions for the wild card round. Um, MLB playoffs are starting this week, and uh, we could not be any more excited. And we don't really have anything to talk about with boxing this weekend. We were going to talk about the Chris Eubanks Jr. versus Connor Ben fight, but Connor Ben has tested positive for some drug, and we're going to give our thoughts about that instead. But uh, we hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. Let's get right into it. The 2022 regular season is officially over. It was a hell of a season, and it was capped off by... I wouldn't say the thing I anticipated the most this year, but the second, well, not even the second, because I didn't expect this going on. You didn't anticipate this at all. (laughs) No, but uh, yeah, I did. Maybe 50, but Aaron Judge, American League home run record. He really, he really did it. I, the way he was hitting uh, at the end, I didn't think it was going to happen. He got to 61. And then after that, it's like, it's a mix of, you know, Pitcher's not pitching to him, and I feel like nerves were in, in play. But he hit number 62 against Texas in game two of a doubleheader. He did it in the first inning, too, so like that, that got the nerves out of the way quick. And it was it was an insane moment. Uh, before we get into the details, I just want to mention that guy falling about 10 feet, <laughs> reaching for that ball. That was hilarious. Uh, love to uh, – I wish him well, but – it was a nice little entertaining thing to go with history. So, yeah, it was dope. What do you think about it, Alex? Oh, well, I mean, to be honest, I did not expect uh, to see Judge get to 60 this year to break the uh, home run record. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. We saw him hit, what was it, 52 or 53 his rookie year? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just the fact that we got to see someone get to 60 is really cool. We haven't seen that in a while. Giancarlo Stanton got to 59 a few years ago. But um, this is just an awesome moment for baseball, to be honest. Um, uh, There's a lot of controversy around it about who's the real home run king, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But like you said, the little humor added to it, the guy jumping down to – maybe potentially get the ball if it fell and instead someone else caught it so um i just think it's great that he got it and it's really good for baseball that um these records are being broken yeah definitely and obviously he's the american league single season holder and with that though he's the all-time yankee single season holder 
which is wild since, you know, you got Roger Maris who held the American league record for so long. And then you got Babe Ruth within that organization's history. Aaron judged to pass Babe Ruth. Uh, that was crazy in itself, but Aaron judge, he, he said, let me step it up a notch and make league history. It, it's it's wild. I know I said this wasn't the thing I was hoping for the most because, you know, Pujols, he, Pujols is Pujols. But as the season was going along, it, it was – this was real interesting. Remember, Alex, how, like, right before the All-Star break, it was like, oh, he's going to do it without a doubt. And then, you know, things slowed down. He was still playing really well, but uh, the home runs weren't coming in at uh, the same clip at certain points. But he really got to it, and that that is just really nuts to me. But as dope as it is, my priority now is for him to turn up in the postseason. No, exactly. And honestly, like you said earlier, um, he kind of went into this lull the past, well, I don't know, maybe five or six games before he hit 62. And um, watching all the at-bats that he had, I mean, as much as I love ESPN and stuff, I'm so glad that that double box is gone during football. But um, pitchers just weren't pitching to him. I don't think anyone wanted to give up that 60-second home run to him. Um, And I don't blame them, to be honest. I mean, it would be kind of cool. You are part of history, but you're on the wrong side. (laughs) And um, I don't know. I just think that Aaron Judge has uh, definitely solidified himself as probably a top five player in baseball this year. Top five, yeah, for sure. All right, we just needed to see a full season like this, and top five, yeah. I think I feel like that's a safe, safe way to go with Judge. But Alex, I hate to bring this up. This was wild to me when I saw this. Um, I know, I know, war. I know the stat war. It's it's imperfect. People have their opinions on it, and it's it leaves a lot of room to for interpretation. But this season that Aaron Judge just put up, higher war than any of Trout's seasons. Trout's best war season, Judge surpassed that. That's wild to me. Not to say that Judge at his best is better than Trout. I'm not saying that even close. But it's just, it's it's wild. No, that really is. I didn't. I wouldn't even have thought of that to be honest. But it kind of does make sense because I mean, I think Mike Trout's most home runs he hit is I think 44 or 42, uh, that's 20 more homers than Mike Trout's hit. Uh, his average was definitely better, probably. And it sucks that he didn't get the triple crown, but, I mean, still a hell of an effort uh, getting second place in the AL batting title. But, I mean, a war that high, that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, not many people uh, have gotten a higher war than Mike Trout. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty insane company to be in. Yeah, facts, because Trout, Trout's the war guy. Like, when we're talking about war, Trout, that's the first name I definitely think of because he just he does it. Trout's on pace to be one of the craziest wars over a career ever. But Judge, 11 and a half for this season. That That's wild to me. A 10-war season in itself is insane. Uh, that extra 1.5 on top of that, that just blows my mind. And MVP, that's all I got to say. Shout out Shohei Otani, freaking qualifying as a pitcher and a hitter in the same year and being in the league leaders with both on both ends. Shout out to him. Insane season. You can argue it was better than last year. Uh, I'm, listen- I'm open to listening to that argument. 
Judge is still the MVP. Sorry. Yeah, uh, the past couple of days, my mind has kind of been going about who the actual MVP kind of is. Um, I've heard a lot of different arguments for different people. I know we had this conversation on our last few episodes, um, but it's still Judge. Uh, Shohei has had a better season than last year. First player ever to qualify for both innings pitched and plate appearance uh, for the batting and ERA title. Um, he needed 162 innings pitched, and he needed 500 plate appearances, and he got over both. So it's a pretty cool stat. And um, before we little uh, move on, um, Mike Trout hit 40 home runs this year in the little yeah. amount of games he played. Uh, dude can still play. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure he only played 120 this year. I think it might have been less than that. Yeah, 40 home runs in, in that range. That's makes me think, you know, he, he could have probably gotten to 50. Yeah, I think if he was healthy this year, I know Judge got to 62, but a, a Mike Trout at 50 may have beaten him for MVP. Now, I don't want to start anything with that, but oh. it, it is Mike Trout. That would have been a cool conversation to have because it would have been between Mike Trout, Shohei, and Judge. But that's a, that's a, that's a different uh, argument for a different day. Yeah, a different argument for a different day because it's like I'm not saying you're wild for saying that. That that just that's like a new thought that popped up into my mind and like oh, okay that could have been a thing this year but, no, nah. luckily Aaron judges the MVP case closed. No, I'm fine. <laughs> no, I mean he he's definitely his MVP. Uh, I can it, honestly, if there was a co MVP this year, I know they probably wouldn't want do that, but I think both of them do have a fair say for it. But uh, I still think Aaron Judge li- little. Little better of a season. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, Shohei is a two-way pitcher or two-way player. Um, he's gonna be in that conversation every year. So but before we move on to the wild card predictions, our wild card predictions, um brought up something a little earlier uh, that I want to ask you, Christian. Uh so do you think Judge after this is the real home run king? Because all the people who have got hit more home runs ahead of him are all in the National League and have all used steroids. So there is a little, it is a little tainted. Yeah, yeah, it's tainted. And I will say for sure, Aaron judges the American League home run king. I, I think that's undisputed, even though uh, it might not mean as much as it used to with all the interleague play that happens now. But. When it comes to the true home run king, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little 50-50 on it. I'm not going to lie to you. Because um, at the end of the day, we want to talk about the, the steroid usage. Yeah, uh, they cheated. Uh, they still hit those amount of home runs at the end of the day. Like, that's undisputed, like, indisputable in my opinion. Like, just because somebody may feel a certain way about Barry Bonds and how he his approach towards the game of baseball, it doesn't change the fact that 73 home runs were hit in a season. But at the same time, I do acknowledge the fact that it's tainted. So Aaron Judge is the home run prince, I guess you want to. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. It's tough. It's, it's a tough argument, but I want to I wanna know what you think about that. Yeah, so I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat you are. Like, at the end of the day, these guys are still in the major leagues. Like, just because you take steroids doesn't make you a great baseball player. Like, it's not like they're injecting baseball DNA into them. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, it's not like that. So, I get what you're saying. 
I'd kind of agree. I'd not kind of. I do agree with you that um, I mean it's tainted. Uh, Barry Bonds hit seventy three. I think Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa have all hit more than what Judge did too. So it, it's definitely one of those touchy topics too. Um, people can get really heated over that. Um, but if I'm gonna be real honest, I definitely do think Aaron Judge is a home run king. Um, I. I think he's done it clean. Um, It's just hard, honestly, to really come up with a solid uh, answer to it. But Mm -hmm. I'll just say that I think that Aaron Judge is the home run king. Can you really say he did it clean when a human should not be that big playing baseball? That is very (laughs) true, to be honest, though. I mean, he's, what, 6'7"? Yeah, like... You don't get your ass on the court. No, I'm, playing, I'm playing Judge. He's MVP. Can't, can't say nah, that. He just, he's about to win MVP of MLB. Come on, dude. <laughs> oh, man. No, nah, but moving on to some of the wild card games. Not some of them. We're going to preview the wild card uh, games now. And the first one we're going to be talking about is the Tampa Bay Rays versus Cleveland Guardians. And this is honestly a really interesting series in my eyes. Uh, Cleveland Guardians won the division. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays were the last wild card in. So, Christian, what do you think about this? Yeah, like you said, definitely an interesting matchup. Uh, not a, like these two teams right here aren't really among the stronger teams in the league. But uh, like you said, Cleveland went on a nice stretch uh, in the second half and ran away with their division a division that most people expected the White Sox to, you know, take easy. But they did their thing. They got it. And at the same time, I feel like the Rays are maybe a little bit of a step back from the past couple of years, but they're still in the mix. A real solid team. Like Alex said, interesting matchup. Uh, Not one of my favorites, though. Honestly, this might be my least favorite out of the four wild card series, but it's all good. It's playoff baseball still. I personally think that the Rays uh, are better overall as a team, and I feel like they're going to run away with this wild card series. Yeah, so I am actually on the opposite end of what you think. I think that Cleveland is going to win this series. I think they're going to do it pretty easily too. Um, Mm -hmm. I like all four starting pitchers for the first two games. That game three, we don't know if it'll happen if one team wins the first two. I just think that the Cleveland Guardians have more consistent bats. Um, They put the ball in play a lot more than Tampa does. Tampa Bay, they strike out a whole bunch. Um, They are throwing some strikeout pitchers in Glasnow and McClanahan, so we'll see how that goes for Cleveland. But this is definitely an interesting series. Like I said, uh, I agree with you, Christian. Not really my favorite series of all of them, but this will definitely be an interesting one. And whoever wins this will advance to play the Yankees. And I don't see either one of those teams getting past those anyway, the Yankees anyway. If they do, um, I'm just 62 didn't happen. Uh, the season was beyond pain, but that's not going to happen. So let's not even talk about it. Nah, yeah, it's not going to happen. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Um, if you do, uh, I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> Burn this but, hat. Yay, might as well. I don't know. That's the pink brim. You don't want to burn the pink brim. Come on now. All right. I'll just say this is from like the 2000s. 
No, but moving on to the next series we're going to talk about, we got the Philadelphia Phillies versus the St. Louis Cardinals. And this is actually one of my more favorite series, um, not just because my Braves are playing the winner of this, but because this is a pretty good series all around. I think mm-hmm. every position matches up pretty well, starting pitching to everywhere. So, Christian, what do you think about this? Probably my favorite or second favorite out of these four wild card series. Uh, the reason it's my second favorite because I think it's the second most competitive out of these four series. Uh, like you said, they both match up really well against each other. Uh, the Cardinals, they won their division. Uh, Philly, you know, barely making it through the wild card or into the wild card. And even though that's the case, Philly was in a much stronger division this year. Uh, so I feel like uh, looking at that stuff, people might, you know, make the mistake of saying, oh, uh, the Cardinals probably run through Philly. That's not really the case. Uh, these two teams, both two solid baseball teams, and I honestly feel like even though I just said all that, I think the Cardinals are going to uh, get through this, and I think they will pro- more more likely do it in three, but I could see them just winning the first two and moving on. Depends on how uh, what Philly brings to the table. Oh, we are two for two on not agreeing with wild card series. Uh, I actually think Philly's going to win this. I think they got the better starting pitching. Uh, the bullpen uh, is very iffy for them, like it has been the past couple of years. But I think if they can get a big enough lead, that they'll be fine. Um, and I've seen Philly a lot this year. I uh, don't want to see them in the next round either, but I, I do think that they will advance in this round. Um, St. Louis, I wouldn't say they've kind of – gotten cold but they kind of cooled off in Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado towards the end of the season so it'll be very interesting to see how this series plays out um especially because St. Louis isn't going to be starting some of their better pitchers that have been been pitching uh over the last stretch of the season I see what you're saying about the better starting pitching uh for Philly I I agree with that uh You've definitely made the point before in the regular season that the Cardinals starting pitching has been their weak point. And yeah, with that in mind, that does make it interesting. Interesting, And that's why I think it's one of the more competitive series. But my favorite series coming up uh, for this wild card, you got the Seattle Mariners against the Toronto Blue Jays. In my opinion, the most competitive series. Um, on paper, I personally think the Blue Jays are a better team, but... The Mariners are bringing in more momentum. And, I mean, the Blue Jays have been playing really well uh, to close out. But the Mariners still think they have the momentum edge. And they've got Julio Rodriguez, who's a nice spark. Uh, I can't wait to see him in the postseason. That's going to be wild. And the pitching matchups for this series are really solid as well, honestly. it's I feel like we're going to see the most fireworks in the wild card in this series right here. Oh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this series. But uh, before we really move on, who do, you, who do you have winning this? Yeah, so I do think Toronto is the better team on paper. Um, I, I honestly feel like the momentum, though, is going to be the difference maker right here. And I, I feel like there's just a little more hunger on Seattle's end. It could go both ways. I think it's definitely going to go all three games. Um, I'm kind of leading towards Seattle, though winning this series uh 
I hope I'm wrong, though, at the same time. I want to see Vladdy make a deep playoff run. No, yeah, that'd be awesome. But before uh, I give my little analysis of it, uh, shout out to the Mariners for making the playoffs for the first time in, I think, 20-something years. It's been a really long time. They were the longest uh, time they hadn't made the postseason out of any baseball team. So real nice to see them back in the postseason and have a solid team, to be honest. But I think that this series is, like Christian said, the most competitive. It's going to have the most fireworks out of it. Uh, Both of these teams are young. They got a good mix of young and good veterans. Uh, The starting pitching, I would give the edge to Toronto. Uh, It says undecided for game two and game three, but I'm pretty sure that it's going to be a combination of Kevin Gosman and Jose Barrios or Ross Stripling for game three. So we'll see uh, how that plays out. But it's three for three, Christian. I'm going with <laughs> Toronto for this. Uh, we do not agree with the wild card round. Um, I think Toronto, like everything I just said, I think they play more consistent. Uh, they have the, I would say, more better consistent hitters who make more contact. Uh, Seattle has a bunch of strikeout guys who really are all for power. Mitch Hanniger, uh, Indianjo Suarez, um, guys like that, I think, Will be good in the postseason, but you got guys like Bo Bichette who had 48 freaking hits in September. I mean, that's ridiculous. You got Vladdy. You got George freaking, I'm going to hit a home run every at-bat in the World Series, Springer. I mean, this team is loaded, honestly. I'm honestly surprised that uh, they didn't win more games this year. I know they won 92, and that's still a lot, but I'm honestly still surprised that they didn't win more games than they did. But to pick, I'm going with Toronto Blue Jays, and I think that this is going to be one hell of a series, even though yeah. it's only three games. Yeah, for sure going to be one hell of a series. Uh, it's yeah, three for three so far. On our, our dis- we're disagreeing right here. It's but on this last one, I don't think we're disagreeing <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, of course, the Padres are going to kill the Mets. Wait, what? Nah, nah, nah. If the Mets lose this, it I don't even know what to say more about this because first off, you blew a 10-and-a-half game lead in the division, and then you're going to lose in the wild card round. That's a 101-win wild card team. So please Talk Mets win. Please Mets win, but I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm, I don't, I don't want to put that energy towards the Mets because, you know, I do want to see them – playing some competitive baseball. Oh, I want to see them play the Dodgers. I'd rather see them play the Dodgers than the Padres. Yeah, that'd be so whack if the Padres played the Dodgers. I'm not going to lie to you because it's like... That'll be a sweep. Honestly, the Padres just might forfeit before game game three. I would. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is a series right here. Um, yeah, uh, the New York Mets, amazing season. Uh but, you know, kind of blew it at the end, securing the division because your Atlanta Braves decided to do their thing, which I, I thought was going to be the case. And it's dope to see how it played out really similarly to how we expected. And the Mets are here in the wild card now. And luckily, they are facing a pretty overrated team uh, for this wild card. Uh, the San Diego Padres are supposed to be a nasty team. And I feel like they will be once they get everything together, but as of right now. But they're missing a huge piece in Fernando Tatis Jr. for reasons, of course. And uh, 
the way that the trades have played out, uh, the big Juan Soto trade and trading for Josh Hader, those haven't necessarily panned out. Um, so the Padres are kind of just in a season that, you know, I, I don't think they even think they have a chance. So they're riding it out. I think them making the wild card was them kind of meeting or exceeding expectations based off this season. So we're about to witness the Mets whoop some ass, in my opinion. I think the Mets are going to pull off these first two games pretty handedly. And Mets versus Dodgers, AL, uh, AL, NLDS. Yeah, honestly, if both of these teams could just lose and not advance, I mean, I'd, I'd be perfectly happy with that. But then again, I don't want the Dodgers to get a free NLDS uh, pass. But um, these are just two teams that I'm not really too fond of. I mean, the Padres, I've been saying it for years, that they really are just overrated. That first year that they traded for everyone, they got Manny Machado, they got Will Myers, they got all these guys. I was like, they're not making the playoffs. What'd they do? Not make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Then they finally made it that uh, COVID year when uh, like five extra teams made the playoffs. <laughs> no, so, I mean, honestly, I just think they're super overrated, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, they got so many good players, though. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And the Mets, I mean, I'm a Braves fan. What more can I say? <laughs> it's the Mets. Um, I, I want to see them lose, but... I do think that they'll win this series uh, pretty easily. Um, they got two guys named Max Serger and Jacob DeGrom. Don't know if you've heard of them, but they're pretty damn good pitchers. Uh, so I think those guys will probably go seven, eight innings each. Um, dig, uh, actually, Jacob DeGrom, we don't know if he's actually scheduled for game two, but we would assume he's scheduled for game two right now. Um, but this should be a pretty easy series for the Mets, in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt. And obviously the Mets, in my opinion, are the best team in the mix of all the wild card teams. So that's kind of what saves this series from being the worst one, in my opinion, because it, it feels like a mismatch. Uh, this feels like I'm about to watch Canelo go in and fight like Edgar Berlanga or something right now. I'm not going to be a fun time for the Padres. Not going to be a fun time for them at all. No, it's not going to be a fun time for them. And, I mean, this is going to be a really interesting postseason, to be honest. We got some really young teams in here. We got some uh, very veteran teams. We got uh, the Braves back again. Could be the first team to repeat since your Yankees in 1998 to 2000. So, really, that was a three-peat. But it's been a while since we've seen a repeat champion and. Are we going to have another one this year? I hope so. Yeah, man. Uh, it'd be dope to see. Uh, hopefully, just don't do it against my Yankees. Uh, hopefully, the Astros take us out by then and end my misery soon. Don't get my hopes up and make the World Series just to lose it. Screw all that. <laughs> I'm fine. But on a serious note, yeah, start a playoff baseball. This is, this is nice. Uh, we just got through a really great season, and this wild card is about to really set it off I, i'm i can't wait i just aaron judge is about to be the single postseason home run holder or record holder just watch wait and see for this week in the boxing world honestly about nothing going on right now we would have a fight to talk about uh 
Connor Ben versus Chris Eubank Jr. was supposed to be this weekend, but uh, thanks to Connor Ben, uh, that fight is canceled. He tested positive for clomiphene. Uh, I'm not sure about what the specifics of the PED is, but I know it raises testosterone and estrogen levels. It was definitely something that it seems like it was used uh, intentionally, and it does. It makes sense to me. Uh, Connor Ben was moving up from welterweight to middleweight for this fight for some odd reason. Um, this was just a weird fight in general. Uh, outside of the history between their fathers, there was like no incentive for this fight really. But I guess they're trying to ride that history hard. But it doesn't even matter now because the fight's not going to happen thanks to Connor Ben. Yeah, um, honestly, really wasn't looking too much forward to this fight anyway. Um, it would have been to see a nice fight this weekend. Um, not saying it would have been a bad fight. Definitely would have been entertaining, uh, especially with the history of their dads, like you just said. But, I mean, I mean, this dude took this, and it definitely looks intentional, like Christian said. Um, definitely it boosts your testosterone, um, and don't want to do that for a fight because – kind of an advantage yeah he's a cheater he claims he's a clean athlete don't look like it but like alex said wasn't even looking forward to this too much the card wasn't even looking good uh it was looking like an event uh for britain uh nothing no i know that would have been huge over there but um it just this fight doesn't really make sense uh, logistically for these two fighters' careers. It, it seems like just like a big money move, and now it's not even going to happen. Congrats, Connor, Ben. But yeah, stay tuned for some more boxing. Hopefully uh, not any other fighters test positive and ruin any weekends, and I'm looking forward to potentially talking about that. Oh, yeah, I am too. And next weekend, we have a great weekend of boxing. Mm -hmm. uh, we have three, I think, maybe even four big-name fights. Uh, the ones I can think of off the top of my head are Cambosas versus Haney. Then we got Shields versus Marshall and Mayer versus Bumgarner. And then we also got Deontay Wilder coming back out of retirement. So we have a whole bunch of fights to cover next week, and y'all need to come back uh, and see what we have to say about them. And that does it for another episode of the All Takes No Whiffs podcast. We had another great episode this week. Really enjoyed talking about Aaron Judge and all the historical things he's done and previewing this wild card round that looks like it's going to be pretty interesting outside the uh, Tampa Bay Cleveland series. <laughs> but if y'all want, before we get out of here, make sure y'all follow, make sure y'all like, make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications to know when we post new content. And also you can follow us anywhere social media on social media twitter facebook instagram tiktok at atnw podcast you can also follow mine at ahnd2215 and you can also find my personal instagram and twitter at christian underscore s52 this was another great episode this week uh definitely more baseball focused uh thanks to connor ben but it's all good because we got plenty of boxing to look forward to until next time peace, peace.